You know, one of my favorite hobbies is to binge watch shows. Uh, I've been watching a lot of dramas on Netflix. Um, all these Korean thriller dramas, thriller movies. Cause like I'm like a huge thriller maniac and a horror maniac. Um, I think I have these phases throughout my life. For example, like if uh, if I ended a long semester or if I had a really stressful midterm or final, I would just sit on my couch or lay down in bed and binge watch the hell out of these shows. Uh, I remember watching two drama series on Netflix. Um, each episode I think had like 10 episodes and I would finish both of those series within a matter of three days, which is kind of crazy. I know some of y'all um, can watch faster than I do. I don't know because like literally I will be on my phone or laptop. So I don't know how you guys are gonna finish the, uh, the series faster than I do, but for me, um, it's a lot. So I don't do it too often, but it's definitely a good distraction from the outside world. You know, uh, it takes me away from my responsibilities and you know, we all have those phases. I definitely uh, recommend some shows from Netflix. I think um, this one series that I personally really liked was Strangers from Hell. It's about a guy who came from Busan. So Busan is like a, a really big city in the countryside, but it's not the capital city. Um, Seoul is the capital city and that's where all the opportunities are. And this guy wanted to earn money. His girlfriend actually lives in Seoul. So he got a job offer and he moves to the city. But since he's broke, he's only able to afford places that cost less than $200 a month per rent. And like I mentioned um, in the previous episode, uh, if you are a full-time job worker, you don't pay monthly rent. You pay yearly rent. But there are some apartments that offer monthly rents and we call them koshiwans and koshiwans are places where a bunch of students or people that are not stable enough uh, tend to go and they cost hella cheap but the living conditions are really poor and they are in areas that are not the best um a little more ghetto a little more sketchy uh a little far from transportation and this specific Koji one, this main character um, ends up living in, is located on top of the hill. And it, it takes like a thousand, two thousand steps to even get to his place. So I don't know. The show starts from there. And the people at that Koji one are very, very weird, very, very crazy. And the main character doesn't know this, but he slowly finds out that he's been living with all these crazy people and it's a story about that but i definitely recommend it it's not scary scary like horror movies but it's definitely like nerve-wracking and i would definitely recommend it starts off slow but it's worth it in the end but um speaking of korean dramas i'd like to start talking about how social media or media in general portrays koreans because korean culture is the shit right now you know uh, if you scroll through TikTok, I would personally see one out of five TikTok videos that relate to K-pop idols or K-dramas or actors or any celebrity that lives in Korea. Anything that relates to Korea, you will see it everywhere. If you want to be involved in it, it'll be very easy for you to access. Um, uh, I see a lot of people 
enjoy watching K-dramas. I see a lot of people enjoy watching Korean movies. Um, they have a favorite idol group. They have a favorite actor, actress, etc. And it's kind of cool to see that a lot of people are enjoying my culture now. Of course, there's like ignorance that follows it. And there's going to be assumptions and stereotypes and expectations that the media has created amongst Koreans. And I get a lot of questions. Um, I make a lot of TikTok videos. I enjoy making them. Um, most of my content is just making fun of Korea booze. But it's not just that. I try to spread awareness of what Korean culture is actually like. Uh, in my TikToks, and I get a lot of questions through my DMs um, about, oh, are Koreans actually like this? Are Korean guys like this? And I kind of want to use my podcast to answer some of those questions. Um, so one of the questions that people ask me a lot is, are Koreans clicky? And this is the type of question that I get from a lot of my other Asian friends. And they will tell me their experience um, of what it's like to make Korean friends. And... During college, a lot of people tell me, oh my god, like I try to join this club, but these Koreans are so clicky, like they don't ever include anyone else. They always hang out with each other, talk to each other. It seems like they're gossiping or whatever. I don't know, because they're speaking Korean. Uh, I kind of understand where they're coming from. It is kind of true, but I feel like it applies for every ethnicity. Um, you know, we are people, we're human beings that tend to stick in this bubble that we're comfortable with and obviously Koreans share the same culture, the same language, hobbies, etc. You know a lot of Koreans go to church and a lot of families are involved with church so families know each other, um, a family of a friend knows each other and there's like a connection there. I think that's why Koreans tend to stick together as a group and come off as clicky. I would say Koreans are pretty judgmental, but I think every race has their own like judgmental people and genuine people. So one of the other questions that I've been asked was, do Koreans hate North Korea? What do they think about the Japanese people? And to answer that question, um, for North Korea, I think most Koreans are indifferent. We don't really know what's going on over there. On Unless we see something on the news, if there's like a missile uh, attack threat or whatever, or that Kim Jong Un's gonna bomb the state, uh, the city, or the country, or whatever, I don't know. But other than that, we don't really have an opinion of people there because we don't know what it's like. For Japan, um, we don't necessarily hate the people there, unless Japanese people on the internet would cyberbully certain individuals when it comes down to like sports events especially soccer um both countries are very competitive and have this rivalry against each other so we become really competitive and if one talks shit about the other person obviously the other person is going to defend themselves and it goes both ways um the one thing that we don't like about japan is the government and the government claims that the specific island called Tokto Island is theirs. When clearly in the textbooks, in the history books, um, that Tokto Island is ours. And the reason why this small island is so relevant and important is because of the amount of land you will be able to get that surrounds um, Tokto Island. You will be able to earn a lot of monetary profit through seafood. I'm not an expert on that but it definitely brings a lot of economic benefits. 
another question that I always get asked is do Koreans date Koreans only? I mean, look around you. If you know anyone that's Korean, are they dating a Korean right now? If yes, then it doesn't apply, but there's gonna be Koreans that don't date Koreans. It's half true that Koreans tend to date Koreans, but it goes along from the question that I answered earlier. Uh, we tend to stick in a, a social bubble that we're comfortable with. And because of that, Koreans are more comfortable with other Koreans. So that's why Koreans date other Koreans. But for me, my first ex, second ex were not Korean. They weren't even Asian. So like, that doesn't really apply to me. But what I could say is the interracial marriage of Korea is less than 1%. It's actually the lowest interracial marriage rate out of any country in the world. And I think it's because of everything that I said before. The unity mentality, everyone has to stick in a bubble, stick as a team, do the same things, like the same things, um, enjoy the same things, etc. We're comfortable with who we are surrounded by. Um, I see a lot of tourists that visit Korea, but not necessarily a lot of foreigners decide to stay and live and build a career in Korea. But I heard there's been a lot more foreigners who decide to start a career in Korea and that's great to see because for me personally um, growing up I remember during my first year of high school uh, walking out of school and seeing this black guy with his Beats Studio headphones running around I remember the color of the Beats headphones it was actually red I think and he was just running around he was this buff guy running around my school and to me I was like oh wow like a black guy running around my school that's kind of cool and I had this reaction because I never really seen like a black person in person before. I've only seen black people through movies and it was kind of cool to see that. And this goes along, connects to the next question that people ask me. Um, it, there's a, it's like a stereotype um, that people have towards Koreans. Like do Koreans stare at black people? And for me, I think this question was based off of this one video where this black guy was wearing an Iron Man mask and he would go up to this old lady and then she looked back to the guy in the Iron Man mask and she didn't really think much of it but the moment he took off that mask she was all surprised and there's like this other video where this a white woman being in the middle of Beijing at this market and people were just staring at her like wanting her autograph and this other video like of this black guy um, just walking around and people just looking at him and a lot of people in America would find that kind of racist but I think it's in human nature um, that we are fond or at least curious to things that we're not exposed to and there's not a lot of black people in Korea um, not a lot of white people there are more white people but just in general foreigners are not a common thing that we see in our daily lives we see tourists sure but not to the point where we uh, have interaction with these type of people. And to me at the time, back in 2013, it was especially more like that. So that's why um, seeing this black guy running around my neighborhood was kind of cool. Um, so another assumption or stereotype that people have towards Koreans is do guys wear makeup? I think this question kind of comes from the idea that a lot of idol, um, male idols, wear makeup and I know they wear makeup for performances or like music video purposes 
it's not like they wear makeup all the time or they have to or they enjoy that but because for the for the lightings and also i don't know I, i'm not really a makeup type of guy so I, I wouldn't really know but when i was in high school i did have this guy who wore makeup um in school not like the whole like eyeliner whatsoever but he would like wear those powders um that you put on um to make your skin look clearer to cover up the 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 moles and the zits whatsoever and to me um it was kind of weird for a guy to wear makeup i was only you know 13 years old 14 years old i have nothing against people wearing makeup in general but, and uh i would say that korea used to be very very homophobic um it's still predominantly homophobic there's been uh, more lgbtq members that come out and attend to these uh gay rights festivals and a lot of them um just show up to support each other and it's like a very positive festival i heard it it's held in july every year i heard but i've also read some newspaper articles where uh these anti-gay rights clubs or organizations would show up and sign petitions um, that go against these gay rights for example like gay marriage and i heard there's like around 300,000 members uh in this organization which kind of shows like how big the community is that goes against gay uh, rights and i think it's because korea hasn't been exposed to those type of people it's not like there hasn't been gay people around but they weren't able to come out because of how society is like in korea which is kind of sad uh, one thing interesting about me well at least i guess my dad is that he's done a lot of interviews uh, with gay people because there's like a famous um, block in, nearby my dad's school, Yonsei University, where a lot of gay people go there to bars, to clubs, um, secretly. And it's known for that. But for him, he had nothing against those type of people because he's the type of guy who doesn't discriminate someone for uh, their background. And he would do a lot of interviews with these people, what it's like to be gay and their perspectives on certain things. And it was kind of interesting to hear that from my dad. Um, but Korea has been doing a lot better in terms of being open to uh, different types of people. Transgender people are coming out and a lot of people are curious of what it's like to be transgender. Some of them are definitely homophobic, but most of them come from curiosity. And that's something that I personally look forward to, to see Korea grow uh, culturally. Because we are one of the leading countries in terms of modern day culture. Uh, Korean culture is the shit nowadays, and you see it everywhere, you know? So that's something that we all need to be aware of. Once, I feel like once you get the fame and the uh, acknowledgement, responsibility comes with it. And as one of those countries that lead modern day culture, I think being open to everything is very important. And the last question I wanted to talk about was, are guys more feminine? It really depends on what you mean by feminine. Well, obviously there's different types of guys. Uh, it really depends on your perspective of what masculinity is. Um, a guy that opens up his feelings could be considered feminine. A guy who shows his emotions when he's vulnerable could be considered masculine. It really depends on how you view masculinity and femininity. But I think this question that I get a lot from my Q&A is, 
um, if guys are more feminine, it was, it's because people are not really used to how Asian guys can look. We see all the Brad Pitts, the Chris Hemsworth, um, all these masculine looking guys being the standard of beauty for men. And then you see these BTS members, for example, like Jimin, V. They're not the most masculine looking guys, quote unquote masculine looking guys, but they are charming people. Personality wise, I think it's case by case. I think it depends on the person. It really depends on the person. Um, some girls think like, oh my god, look at looking at these K dramas. Um, the guys are so soft. They're such a hubby material. They they become so loyal and soft and vulnerable in front of their girlfriends. But no, like one thing I hear a lot about um, Korean guys. I'm a Korean guy, but from other Korean people or other people that date Korean guys is that they regret dating a Korean guy or I will never date a Korean guy. I, I, why would that be? Because they don't really fit the stereotype or the expectations that people have watching K-dramas or Korean movies. It's too idealistic. Like, come on, you, what kind of guy would wait a thousand years for a woman? You know, like, we're all people. It's, relationships should be like a 50-50. Ideally, it's not always like the guy having to do everything for the woman. Um, you know, the woman has to show some sacrifice and respect towards the guy as well. But a lot of Korean guys are assholes. A lot of Korean guys are possessive. I hear a bunch of stories from my friends who've dated Korean guys in Korea, being very possessive, clingy, and controlling with what they wear, especially. You know, my friend, for example, she dated this Korean guy. She's Korean. She would go out with him. She would wear something that's a little more revealing. No, he wouldn't like that at first. Then if a guy comes up to her and asks for her number and she doesn't give it to him, he gets mad at her rather than him getting mad at him for reaching out to her. Which makes no sense because it's not the girlfriend's fault. It's not my friend's fault to be approached by a guy because she looks good in a dress, for example, or a skirt, you know? Like, why are you blaming the girl for looking good? You wouldn't date that girl if you didn't think she looked good, right? Like, I think that's common sense. I just call those type of guys pussies because they don't have they don't have the courage to go up to the guy to tell him to fuck off, you know? And to me, I really don't understand that. I think a woman can wear whatever she wants uh, as long as she has enough respect for herself. And I would never question a woman if she respects herself just because she wears provocatively. If it's for the attention from other people, then obviously you're not really respecting yourself or me. But if you're doing this for yourself, and you truly mean that, I don't care what the hell you wear. If you look good, I'll compliment you. I'll reassure that you look good. And I'll make sure you feel good, you know? That's like my priority when, I, when it comes down to dating a woman. And one stereotype that I've been told a lot is that, you know, Koreans tend to date very shortly. Uh, Koreans celebrate... 30 days, oh happy 50th day, happy 100th day, happy 200th day, happy 300th day, happy year. Um, they would be that extra, um, making sure to celebrate their 100th day anniversary. And I, I didn't really get that because I, growing up in middle school, high school, I see these people publicly posting, oh, taken. Like on Facebook, you can change your status from single to taken. And it'll, if you tag someone, it shows up their name and you're publicly announcing that you're dating this person and a lot of people will know uh, who you're dating 
and i personally didn't like that because my business is out there and what if we just break up you know and that's exactly the case um for a lot of my friends i would see these people date this person and the next week they'll be dating a different person you know and that and that's not a good look you know at the time i never really knew the concept of a hoe uh, a man hoe or a woman hoe but now that i think about it like it's you just kind of look you kind of look like you're just hoeing around at that point you're not taking a relationship seriously enough i personally think like these 100th day 200th 200th day 300th day anniversary exists because of the nature of people not dating for a long time but yeah uh let me just talk about a little bit um about relationships uh in korea so in korea people don't tend to believe the def um the concept of a woman and a guy being friends uh, they always think that one person or the other is going to fall in love with the other and that applies to american uh culture too you know, like, I, I, I personally think a guy and a girl can be friends as long as the guy makes sure and knows and tells the other person that I only see you as a friend. Because I feel like girls can decide and be stable with how they feel towards a guy once they make their minds up. If they think this guy is just friend material, they will just be okay with that. But for guys, a lot of guys have ulterior motives, you know. Some tend to stick around to be your friend just see the right opportunity, the moment to slide in. There's people that have been curved by you, but they still um, stick around to see if the next guy that you date fucks up. So he hasn't, he may have a chance. But as long as the guy, um, that's what I do. As long as the guy from the start tells the woman, hey, like, let's be friends. And I only view you as a friend. If he has the balls to say that in front of your face, how many guys have actually came up to you and told you, hey, let's be friends. And I'll, I don't think I ever will see you any different, but let's be good friends. I don't think a lot of you can say, me, that happens a lot. Like, you know, it's normally the other way around. The girl saying, oh, I th we can be friends still. We can still be friends. Um, I think you're a good guy, but I don't see you that way. You know? Yeah, just keep that in mind. But anyways, um, so that's something interesting about how dating is like in Korea. I never really dated anyone, but I've heard a lot of stories from my friends and shows that talk about relationships on TV, on YouTube. Um, but yeah, uh, one last thing I kind of want to talk about is a lot of people have the assumption that every Korean girl that's pretty that they see on social media has done plastic surgery. Yes, it's pretty common for a woman to do plastic surgery, but not everyone does plastic surgery. There are a lot of natural, pretty, beautiful women in Korea. And you can kind of tell if someone did plastic surgery or not, looking at their noses, um, their eyelids. A lot of Korean girls don't have double eyelids, so a lot of women get surgeries on that, um, breast surgeries. And the reason why women get breast surgeries is because the standard of beauty in Korea for women, um, having bigger titties is considered hot and i used to be a titties guy before i came to america because a lot of korean guys think skinny glamorous women are considered beautiful i think it's because um of all the hollywood movies we were exposed to as kids um and a lot of asian women don't naturally have big thighs or big um butts 
but once I came to America, I've been exposed to a lot of people that have bigger asses. And that was something new to me. So I appreciate both. But that's the reason why a lot of women in Korea get breast surgeries. Because, you know, a lot of Asian women are petite uh, in every way. Um, and that's nothing bad about it. Everyone has their own um, beauty. Everyone's pretty in their own way. But it, it is what it is. But yeah, hopefully that uh, clears up some of your uh, questions that relate to Koreans that you probably didn't really hear of from social media. Um, the moral of the story is that you will never find a Korean drama boyfriend. You know, no matter how pretty you are, guys will be guys. It doesn't matter about his race or his age. Guys are gonna be guys. So don't expect too much. Don't expect a Korean guy to be any better. But in the next episode, I'm gonna go more in depth of Korean media culture and how it affects the lives of celebrities and normal citizens like myself.